1: You can't break an omelette without making any eggs. Welcome back to Spirit Box Radio. Hello, faithful listeners. How have you been? Good, I hope. It's hard to know. I speak to a few of you on the forums, but I know it's a small sample size. Things are hard, aren't they? It's weird how there's a limit on how much you can do and know. What's that about, you know? I don't. But what do I know? (laughs) Eh. For those of you who were concerned by what happened at the end of last week's episode, I want to reassure you that it's all fine. Like I've said, things have just been a little... um, tense. Yeah, we'll go with tense. Ever since I realised the cats were Major Arcana... Yeah, okay, ever since Ruffle pointed it out, it's been harder with Oliver. I don't know. It's very... Yeah. It's hard to explain what I mean, I suppose. It's just there, this knowledge, all the time. We can't get out from under it, and it just sort of hovers above us whatever we're doing. It's getting easier, but there are all these things we can't talk about. Not just because of the taboos, but because just, you know, difficult. Like, I don't know. But anyway, I have an augury forecast for this week, would you believe? This one was folded up really small and stuffed into the lid of a pot of chilli flakes. Here's what it says. By the light of Wednesday's moon, a bird flies north to east across the Yorkshire Dales. You will need a light jacket if you are taking long walks this weekend. If you have lost something, try the fridge. It may not be there, but something else you need might be. The birds fly at once from beneath the railway bridge. The end is nigh. Three unwanted will turn before one who is loved. See the map as the crow flies, but plan your route as the mouse dives. And so concludes the augury forecast. Now, I thought that maybe what we could do today is talk about some properly arcanism things because it's been a while since we tried to do any serious arcanism on the show and let's just say it's been at the forefront of my mind recently. Ronnie11 on the forums actually shared some interesting stuff earlier this week that I thought would be worth looking at. So I'll share what they wrote with you so you can see what I mean. I was thinking about how, like, arcanism represents the unknown in this context, kinda, because it's what arcanism is kind of about. In more common uses, the word arcane means a piece of knowledge that is known by a few or is difficult to acquire for whatever reason. And that's kind of what arcanists do with the stuff they learn and find out, right? So basically, arcanism is about the unknown, because it is about preserving the unknowability or the limits of knowing stuff. Sam has mentioned before that arcanism is extremely reverent about stuff that's hard to find answers for, but especially stuff where you can't get a solid answer. Those are the kinds of things that arcanists specialize in and study, and I've noticed some common threads on the forums about this stuff too. There's obviously a lot of factors to think about, somewhere like this where everyone is just kind of hanging out and offering each other advice, like people obviously have different comfort levels with this kind of personal info that they share here on stuff, but I've noticed there's always a particular attention paid to stuff that we can't get an answer for ourselves. Like Sam, if you're reading this, hi, I love you. Sam is more likely to talk about stuff on air when it's not resolved as opposed to stuff that is resolved, you know? Obviously that doesn't make sense, because the broadcasts presumably go out to more people than the few hundred that are here on the forums, but it's interesting that like he's got some kind of arcane inheritance of some kind, but he seems to just go against what arcanism is about in that way. Like, obviously we've been new that the show is not really very arcanism, despite the fact that Madame Marie was an arcanist, kinda, but that's for another post and another day, so if you get me started on that, we'll be here for weeks, I swear to God just feels pretty interesting in reference to what's been going on lately, like with the speak and will be heard thing, I don't know. Like if you think back to the last letter that Nagisa and what Sam was talking about ages ago when they were saying that the point of what arcanism does, it's not just about straight up looking for answers and stuff, they do look to solve riddles and they are working hard to learn things but they're doing all of this by themselves and it's the community aspect of what's going on here on the forums that makes it a thing, you know? Anyway, the main thing, really, is that arcanism does not necessarily hate answering questions but it's, like, individualist? Does that make sense? Like, it's for sure not interested in sharing answers with anyone, but finding things out about yourself is fine, as long as you keep those things to yourself. It's just weird to me because that's actually a way better way to think about what the word arcane means anyway, and it sort of even makes more sense that it's called arcanism, you know? This is a pretty concise definition of what arcanism does, if you ask me, and it's interesting because this does line up with a lot of the stuff I've been thinking about personally when it comes to what's been happening with the Scarcemongers. When B was explaining to me about what the Scarcemongers do, he was really interested in getting me to participate and learn for myself what's been going on. I wonder how all of that relates to running a group of people who are cooperating, because it's what seems to be going on there, though I can't say for sure. It's strange for arcanists to come together. It goes against everything I've come to understand about how Arcanists of individual What what was Oh oh no My nose Oh. blood everywhere God's tissues tissues Ah. what is this I Oh, I feel like I've been tied to something like I don't know it's right there in my chest. Ah! What what is this? I'm so dizzy. Oh no. Mm. Hey baby, what? Ugh, Ugh. I feel so. Ugh. Oh, oh. I feel kind of fine now, actually. Except sort of. I oh, don't know. Wiggly inside. yeah
0: Sam. Oh. Hey, sorry, I didn't even know you were on. What's up? I'm always on, Sam. Uh, right. Sure. Do you need something? My needs are many and complex. Can I help with any of that? It's unlikely, but I do have a message for you. You do? When did it come in? Just now. But the phone didn't ring. Oh, do you think it might be Scourge? No, I think it's a connectivity issue, actually. The call came in from Patagonia. Patagonia? Oh, Kitty! Oh, please, can you play it for me? I certainly have that capacity. Uh, um, will you play it? Please? Alright. Start of message.
1: Hi, Sam! Good news, we found the sins and your thing worked. Your trap worked. Well played,
0: bastard. Anyway! The moment I get out of this trap is the last moment you have eyes. <sighs> Bad news, they are gigantic it's... pains in the arse. I'll snap you like a twig, like a twig Anyway,
1: am going to have to take a lot of back roots. There's not going to be a lot of opportunity for communication, I'm afraid, but I'll check in where I can, however I can, alright?
0: I can't decide what's worse. That we're trapped, or that we've been trapped by you two... Can it, Slimy? Slimy? Surely you can do better than that. You two sure go on, don't
1: you? You I can't believe you talked me into this. They better be worth it.
0: End of message. Oh my god, she did it! She's doing it! She's bringing them here! I
1: have so many questions, my gods. Oh, oh, this is going to be so useful. Uh, I wonder how long it'll take. I'm not sure but I doubt it will be speedy. Still, she's on her way. I can't believe Rytidia managed to find her. She didn't call to say she was setting off or anything. I wonder how she got there. But it only took her a week to reach them, so that bodes well for how long it'll take them to get back, right?
0: Yes, though Rytidia is one bog witch. They are now a party of five, three of whom aren't going to be very cooperative about travelling, I imagine. (sighs) Yeah, that's a point. Oh. Huh. That's interesting, actually,
1: isn't it? What Kitty said. My thing worked. What thing? The sigil. I don't know what it was for, and it was right after I... The true arcanist tarot. Where are you? Uh, Ah! And the spyglass. Spyglass too, yes. Hmm. Um, How to phrase this. Um. Yes. Um. Did Kitty use my sigil to bind the sins? Oh, good. Okay. Threads of the arcane. Oh, there. The first card, ignorance. The second card, ingratitude. Then indifference. Then the skull and the crown. Oh the threads there. They're leading from the deck back to me. To my pocket. It's that drawing of the door I did. The one that was under my pillow after I had that dream. Through the seeing glass I can see the sigil shining like a weird constellation. It's... there's a line from each point of the sigil each one goes to the sins and I can see no it's more like a feeling that it goes all the way to them the real inconvenient sins wherever they are oh this feels extremely odd yeah I don't know I need time to prepare. I need time to think. That sounds good. I have so many questions. I need to work out what I'm actually going to ask them. This is weird, isn't it? We have captives. (laughs) Oh, it's not funny, is it? Oh, but it kind of is. (laughs) Major Arcana of the Man in the Flat Cap, and my sister and Rytidia have trapped them. (laughs) oh this is good he'll be good i can finally find out what they were going on about with mistaking madame marie as the heir apparent ask what they know about oh hang on i just thought of something how novel for you shh don't oliver is bound by so many taboos they're on so many random things you know so like how come the sins were able to speak so freely about their mistakes
0: why wasn't that to be? It's likely a complication the man in the flat cap wouldn't have considered. I guess, but you know why not? Because I don't know. He's met them, right?
1: Presumably. They didn't seem super trustworthy. I don't know. Hmm. They were elusive about some things. I guess I'll just have to ask them when they get here. When? <laughs> when Kitty brings them. ha, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> ha. Wow, why is this so funny? I'm happy you're amused. Me too. I'm also nervous. I'm so nervous. I've never had
0: captives before. What do you even do? Don't ask me. I only recently achieved autonomy. Point. Hmm. Gods.
1: I should make a list of questions, shouldn't I? Yeah. That's what I should do. <sighs> oh, Am I enjoying this too much? Nah, they did try to kill me. I think it's okay to be happy to catch the people that tried to kill you, right? Especially as they tried and succeeded. Yeah, they did. And they hunted Kitty for ages in the Impossible House. And they killed Oliver. Just a fluke that both of us are apparently... I don't know. It's hard to make it stick, I guess. Ooh, I will ask about that too, whether they thought I was actually going to die or not. I think they did. They seemed pretty gutted that I didn't, didn't they? Hmm. Yes. Oh, I have so many questions. So
0: many. Hmm.
1: I should tell Oliver.
0: You don't sound overly enthusiastic. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, Are you
1: worried what he'll say? I decided a long time ago that what... Ugh. I decided a long time ago that what he is makes no difference to me, and it doesn't. Except that it hurts him. God's know I'm grateful he extends the same sort of thing towards me. The trouble is that things are so tense and oh when I'm stressed I I find it harder to stay on top of the magic thing. I find myself accidentally commanding him to do stuff and I can shut down conversations entirely by mistake just because I'm too uncomfortable. I should be able to walk away if I need, but I shouldn't be able to veto the whole topic, especially not so much that Oliver literally cannot bring it up again, even when the tension of the moment is gone and I've forgotten it even happened. It's hard because I love him. That's... yeah. I don't know what I thought loving someone would be like. I don't know that I ever really thought about it at all. I had little fantasies and stuff, you know, but I didn't think about the little everyday things that make up what it is to be loved and to be loved. It's a dizzy mess of incredible and ordinary. When we spend a few days together, there'll just be these things he will just do and it'll be like it's small things you know, like I'll get up and he'll have made coffee and pastries and they'll just be there and he'll be standing at the counter in his little kitchen above the shop. In the mornings the sun comes right through that window and of course because it's Oliver the whole windowsill is rammed full with herbs in pots. I always thought that green was a cold sort of colour but when the sun hits the leaves and Oliver is standing in that window framed by herbs looking out at the street below I think Green is the warmest colour of all. At once, I feel so special and so normal. And when I explode light bulbs by mistake or set the toaster on fire because it's not defrosted by crumpets, he just laughs and he doesn't look concerned or annoyed like Anna. He just kind of lets
0: it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's a bit daft. What does this have to do with anything? I don't know.
1: Because we normally just talk about things and there's so much we just can't. That's hard.
0: It's really hard. I'm so glad I have no idea what you're talking about. I won't... I won't tell him what's going on with her.
1: I asked him to stop listening to the show a while ago. I didn't mean to, it just sort of slipped out. I didn't take that one back. I don't know. I'll ask the Sins about the taboos, I guess, and how they work, and maybe I'll ask them about Oliver, too. But they'll be here, soon. (laughs) And Kitty will be bringing them, and Rytiddy will be there, and (laughs) they'll be captives. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it really, really is. <laughs> oh my gods, they thought they were going to kill me in the impossible house. <laughs> ah, well, how the turntables. <laughs> anyway, hey, all listeners, I think I'm going to sign off for the night. Thank you for tuning in. Good night. Spirit Box Radio is a podcast created by Pippin A. Ramajor, distributed by Hanging Saw Studios under a Creative Commons non commercial share alike 4.0 international license. This episode starred Pippin A. Ramajor as Sam, Jesse Jeffrey as Kitty, Becca Barton as Indy, Ripley Leatherbarrow as Rotary Adolphus, Thais Grimberg as Bliss, Kay Watson as Ingwer, The Recording Machine as Itself, and An Assortment of Cats as Revel. Find more info at hangingstallstudios.com and consider supporting the show on patreon.com forward slash hangingstuffstudios for early access to new episodes and shiny bonus content, including brand new bonus short stories coming very soon. Spiritbox Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience.
0: Tune in, get spooky.